Hello, this is Quotes from Springfield, the show where we take three of our favorite Simpsons quotes from any given Simpsons episode. Today, we are talking about Season 2, Treehouse of Horror. Ooh, spooky. Yes, very spooky. <laughs> uh, tonight, in this recording, I'm joined with uh, Damien and Mike. Hello. Hi, everybody. Uh, so when you guys first saw this episode, it's, of course, a longstanding tradition at Simpsons now. It's uh, usually a vignette of three short episodes. Uh, what, went, what was going through your guys' minds the, f- the first time you saw this episode? Mike, you go first. <laughs> I was. You've never been on. You'd never <laughs> guessed it on this show. So you go first. Cool. So I, uh, I figured it was a one time thing. And I really liked it. I loved that it was. Uh, I loved that it was a holiday-themed thing, but not in the standard direct sort of way. It wasn't just the Simpsons experience Halloween. Uh, and and as and also as a kid, I loved that uh, that the kids were trying to scare each other, and that spoiler Homer's the one that gets scared. I thought that was very clever. <laughs> What about you, Damien? Um, when I first saw it, well, thankfully, Marge gives us that disclaimer. So I knew <laughs> I was in for some trouble, <laughs> that it was going down and it was going to be spooky. Uh, mm-hmm. And I had a similar reaction. I was very excited. Halloween is my favorite holiday. I have been a huge horror film uh, fan since I was a little kid probably younger than I should have been watching Mm -hmm. some of these movies. So I was extremely excited that they did something um, in that vein. And I also very much agree that the fact that it wasn't just them going through like a trick or treat in the neighborhood. um, It had this kind of anthology feel, which um, clearly they pull from twilight zone a lot, um, particularly in, in this one, but going back to that era with your creep shows, your tales from the, um tells the crypt that sort of anthology format fit really well and made perfect sense and i think they executed it perfectly and it's uh it's great to see that that became a tradition yeah i agree uh i would i i I knew i was in for a treat when marge came out with the disclaimer Mm -hmm. (laughs) she said what she says is like you know please tuck your kids in early instead of writing us angry letters tomorrow yeah <laughs> <laughs> i love that in the next in the next year when they had the tree hearts of heart she's like well we asked you to tuck your kids in but you didn't really listen and you sent us angry letters anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah wise words from Marge, but unfortunately fell on deaf ears mm-hmm and then they got blamed. Why didn't you warn us? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I guess I should have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's get into it. Let's start with the first episode uh, or the first little vignette, which was the haunted house. The Craig T. Nelson joint. <laughs> kind of. Uh, it wasn't not. What was the name of the episode of the little vignette? Oh gosh, I didn't oh, even write a bad, that down. A bad dream house. Bad dream house. Uh, okay, <laughs> there it is. I should have. I should have written the titles down. I wrote everything else down. High size twenty twenty. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mike. Why don't you go first? What's your first uh, quote? My first quote is: After Homer throws an orange into the vortex, <laughs> and then they a second later they get a crumpled piece of paper that Lisa reads. 
Quit throwing your garbage into our dimension. <laughs> I love, yeah, I love the, the, the people yeah. on the other side, whoever they are, that that's how they identify themselves. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's by their dimension. <laughs> well, they got another portal. <laughs> Pretty slick. It did. That looked pretty cool. Homer threw in that orange. Oh, that's true. The good backlight effect back in traditional mm -hmm. animation days. Damien, you got a quote from this vignette? I do. Also, just love the word vignette. It's such a fun mm -hmm. word to say. Hopefully, mm -hmm. we can get plenty more cases of that in here. Uh, I chose from this particular vignette uh, mm -hmm. at least a quote. I'm showing my Lisa bias again early here, but uh, <laughs> she usually dominates my list because I think she's fantastic <laughs> and she gets so many great quips in. Uh, and in this case, <laughs> uh, towards the end, actually at the end of this particular one, uh, so many great lines in this, but I love actually the house basically implodes in front of them, pondering the, <laughs> the true horror of having to live with the Simpsons. <laughs> Lisa, in her usual wry observation, uh, states, it chose to destroy itself rather than live with us. You can't help but feel a little rejected. <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah. so true. Yes, it shows oblivion, <laughs> like a, a house with like built on a burial ground, pulsating with evil and blood from the walls. It, it was it chose oblivion over having to spend another minute with the Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, hmm. Life with the Simpsons. What choice do I have? <laughs> no choice at all, really. Yeah, and down it went. All right. Well, my quote. From this vignette, Ooh. what was it that the Merovingian in the Matrix Reloaded said? Yeah, <laughs> that he loved French because it was like wiping your ass with silk. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, it's a bark quote, and I love it <laughs> when the, when they're finally not afraid of the house after Marge yells at it. He's like, "Hey, man, we own you. Let's see some blood." <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, make the walls bleed again. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> Just their their fears all turns is like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> we bought you. <laughs> You're our haunted house now. Yeah, it does now you mentioned it, it does turn quickly. There's a lot of real uh rapid developments in that one. They're right about to kill each other, and then Marge just talks them out of it, and then like the house is clearly this unstoppable malevolent force and then it just kind of they just start trolling it <laughs> there's a yeah. lot going on there i love it homer well, i'll save it for the honorable mentions if we have time there's a lot of funny lines in there yeah well we can do honorable mentions for each vignette i, I why do, don't we do that yeah, yeah we'll do by sections yeah let's do that good good idea damien thank you i totally yeah. intended this to go this way mm -hmm. <laughs> well done me um i will toss out a quick honorable mention then uh, when Homer's on the phone telling him that basically giving the, the, the coach Craig T. Nelson's speech again, like, you moved the headstones, but you didn't move the bodies. Uh, like, Porter guys like, lied on the phone, and like the guy's like, you hear him pause, he's like, really? I don't recall that. <laughs> I explained to him that they did mention it five or six times, and yeah. he just apparently didn't pay attention. So it's kind of on them. That was a good twist. <laughs> Yeah, that's the in syndication. That was the part that usually got 
cut yeah to make room for more commercials so it, it, i keep forgetting that that part's in there i hadn't oh, wow. seen that joke since 1990 or whatever until i bought <laughs> yeah. the dvd got the dvds just last year i finally saw the joke yeah. again wow. there it is that's fascinating I, I did not know that that's really cool every episode uh, also, has at least one joke cut out in syndication and oftentimes it's one of the most clever jokes i don't know how yeah, they now. decide these things huh. it but doesn't have to do with the main story but then again, mm. all the all the really funny gags don't have to do with the main story. <laughs> Good point. True. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, but among the graves, there was a Gandhi grave in there. Yes, that was effed up. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He was the only real Indian in that grave, so I don't know, that was the one that was accurate. <laughs> <laughs> but is Gandhi really uh, considered ancient? <laughs> <laughs> there are a couple things wrong with his inclusion you know? <laughs> yeah yeah uh i have one other honorable mention when the lisa is like why are you trying to kick us out are you trying uh do some oh damn it this is the one line i didn't write down this is pretty long it's like are you afraid of maybe even loving you yeah, yeah. the house is like give me a break this <laughs> <laughs> is like hey don't talk to her that way and mark steps up to defend her because lisa's so like was, self-satisfied when she says like maybe even loving you <laughs> like she like she thinks she's got it nailed <laughs> it's like hey listen lady oh don't you call me lady my name is mark simpson <laughs> Yeah, Marge was ready to move out, but then as soon as she started fighting with the, with the house, she's like, she's standing her ground. Look, we're going to have to live with, learn to live with each other. Please. <laughs> that was awesome when she went off on the house, though. Yes. <laughs> like, your insides are going to rot and your eyes are going to bulge and pop and all sorts of other horrible stuff. <laughs> yeah. I've never been so angry, but she's just trembling with rage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm shaking. Yeah. Uh, any more honorable mentions before we move on to the next vig vignette? Well, I, I don't have any quotes from the third one because it's the Raven. So oh, never more. <laughs> there is a certain irony. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all but one of my quotes are actually from the first vignette. My third one is from the second vignette, for what it's worth. Oh, okay. Well, lay, lay the second one on us okay. before we move so on. So my, my next bad dream house is, uh, I never noticed this part until I was an adult, which <laughs> makes me wonder if it's actually the intention. But visually, what they tell us is that after mm -hmm. the house mind controls Bart and Lisa to kill everyone, Homer just picks up an axe and says, they're all against me. They all must die. The house never talked to him. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this was the first of that trend of Homer naturally oh, finding yeah. his way into evil <laughs> that just happens to be the same evil that other people are like coerced into. Yeah. And it's an axe just like... When he killed Willie oh, all yeah. those times. Oh, yeah. Go crazy. Or when Willie. When, when, <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind if or I when do. Willie. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even notice that. I just assumed the house talked to him like off camera. But and it's, also, it's, he could have it, just been going with the flow. It's possible that that's 
precisely what it's supposed to be. Because as a kid, I thought for sure, like, okay, Homer's also possessed now. But this time I was like, mm, I think he's on his own. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next, we move on to Hungry Are the Damned. And Mikey, you said you had, no, you have a quote from this one, right? Yeah, I do. Okay, but you already went on your second yeah. one. So you go next, Damien. <laughs> sure. Uh, so, from this episode, I would go with when Hodos first shows up. They get taken aboard the spaceship, and Marge is surprised to find that they're speaking English. Uh, to them, <laughs> which, she, which she remarks directly, "Oh, you, you speak English." Like, Actually, I'm speaking Regalian. By an astonishing coincidence, both of our languages are exactly the same. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's just working with translation and things like that a lot makes that particularly both funny and kind of uh, appealing to me. That would be nice if you had more situations where language just happened to be exactly the same, but uh, not that common that <laughs> such a thing would happen. But there you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, my second quote is, uh, I believe it's from Kodos, uh, when they they clear out all the space dust from the cookbook, and they're like, what, are they joking? No, they're serious that we're going to eat them. <laughs> and you just hear off to the side, I slaved in the kitchen for days. You're not the only sentient creatures with emotions, you know. <laughs> And I love the quote, well, if you want to make Sarah the preparer cry, mission accomplished. There goes my third quote. Damn it. Ah. <laughs> I love if you want to make Sarah the preparer cry, it's, mission yeah. accomplished. It's so good. I don't think I've ever heard or seen James Earl Jones cry on camera anywhere else. That alone is why I almost picked that quote. <laughs> oh, fantastic. I love it. Uh, uh, let's see. Honorable mentions for this one. Oh, you, Damien, why don't you go with your third one then since it's in this vignette? That was it. That was my third one. Oh. <laughs> now I have oh okay, to, well then. <laughs> now I have to quickly scramble to find an alternative <laughs> entry. <laughs> but that one is very good. This, this whole episode is great. Again, I think it's a big Twilight Zone fan taking to serve man. I guess one I could pull up there uh, to kind of go, not like the funniest laugh out loud line, but a line I thought was a clever homage and tip of the cap to Rod Serling is at the end of that episode after <laughs> mission accomplished, Lisa makes Sarah to prepare a cry and they, they mm -hmm. you know, leave, make them leave the, the, uh, their ship and they're back on the ground. And Lisa remarks, uh, I guess the true, the real monsters, the true monsters on that ship. Oh, there truly were monsters on that ship and we were them, uh, which is a nice shout out. I feel to uh, monsters are due on Maple Street, in which people find out that the real monsters are them after aliens kind of set them against each other. Uh, one of my favorite Twilight Zone episodes. Of course, mm -hmm. this one is a reference to Serve Man, uh, another great episode. And I like all those little uh, homages and, and nods to the uh, source material that they put in. 
Yeah, that was great. But then they have to Simpsons it up with Marge with the line right after. Lisa, see what we mean when you say you're too smart for your own good. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's fun. Great. Absolutely great. <laughs> Homer Bard. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Lisa. Yeah. Thanks, Lisa. <laughs> Immediately pile on. It's the Simpsons way. Mm hmm. I also love the large, the Marge. Uh, line <laughs> no for superior race they really rub it in <laughs> oh, yeah <laughs> that was a really good one that is a really good one it's true oh uh, shout outs to pong that was in there oh my god yeah <laughs> they were they were so proud of it a crowning achievement <laughs> <Look>. in entertainment <laughs> and he says an electronic version like i love that the, the yeah. audible quotes that harry shearer put on that word <laughs> <laughs> You primitive table tennis, tennis rackets. Yes. Yeah, table tennis. He goes into depth explaining a video game to them. <laughs> oh, how, like, they kind of then backpedal to it. Like, oh, Mar I think it's Marge. Like, and it's a very nice electronic game that you see. Because they're so offended. They make them raise their hands if they were built a spaceship. Kind of shame them. <laughs> if anybody else has mastered intergalactic travel, raise your hand. <laughs> yes. Smacks Bart's hand. <laughs> I forgot him. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. Third quotes. Damien, I already stole yours. Yes. Mikey, okay. what's your third one? <laughs> My third one is uh, is when Lisa first produces the book to her family. Homer steps up from his pasta, and I I I don't yeah. know if this is the first time that homer speaks with his mouth totally full but it's one of my favorite enduring traditions <laughs> is that mm -hmm. you can hear they put actual crap in his mouth to make this effect it's fantastic and he doesn't stop chewing he even takes time to <laughs> chew in between certain words <laughs> so it's like listen you big Stupid space creature. Nobody chew, but nobody eats the Simpsons. <laughs> so not only is that line just really funny in its delivery, but uh, it seems to me that it indicates that Homer has a list in his mind of social deal breakers and eating the Simpsons is one of them. <laughs> it does make it seem like he's thought about this and he's prepared to answer. Yeah. <laughs> and also, and, so, and, on, and then the next thing I forgot, on top of not wanting to interrupt his food, he points with the breadstick that he also clearly wants to finish. <laughs> <laughs> like for something as grave as being about to be devoured by extraterrestrial uh menaces and then also like his own indignation at the suggestion he seems very unwilling to prioritize anything <laughs> above the breadstick <laughs> and finishing his mouthful of food. Mm -hmm. <laughs> your wife is quite a dish <laughs> i don't know what's made it <laughs> why were you talking like that if you weren't gonna eat them <laughs> That was uh, that was actually a funny thing I noticed. This is like a honorable mention. Is that they had James Earl Jones for that episode, but still they didn't use him for the the house the poltergeist. 
Yeah. They just had, I guess, probably Harry Shearer trying to make his voice as deep as possible. It's like, but you got this other person <laughs> with a deeper voice. <laughs> Maybe you showed up late. Totally possible. So half day. Yeah. For J-E-J. Jej. <laughs> as yeah. his friends call him. Jej. 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 Well, on to uh, The Raven by Edgar Allan Poe, which he, he is listed in the credits. Well so that was cool. As well he should. Mm-hmm. Be. Um, but there are there are a cool uh, a couple of quotes. I'll get to some um, honorable mentions because these weren't these were original lines that I really liked. Before I get to my real one, which is from the episode, uh, I mean from the reading. What uh, <laughs> right before when Homer's going to open the door. <laughs> He's like, I reached it open, flung open the door. And Bart goes, this better be good. <laughs> Darkness there and nothing more. <laughs> He's like, you know what would have been scarier than nothing? What? Anything. <laughs> <laughs> Which as a kid, that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that line. Uh, and I love uh, this line. This is my third quote. And it is from the Raven, but <laughs> Dan Castellaneta's reading as Homer on this line is <laughs> so brilliant that I, I, I had to count it as one of my quotes. When he's facing off against the ra Raven that's uh, perched and set upon the bust of Pallas yes. on his chamber door, <laughs> and he goes, "Take thy beak from out my heart." <laughs> And take thy form from off my door. <laughs> Nevermore. <laughs> that's, that's when they have him spin his fist around when he sticks his arm yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> that's freaking fantastic. Oh, man. I love that. I, I look forward to that line every every time I watch this episode. <laughs> And then another honorable mention afterwards is like, Lisa, that wasn't scary, even for a poem. <laughs> I never noticed that. <laughs> that is a good line. <laughs> and Lisa continues, well, it was written in 1845. Maybe people were easier to scare back then. Oh, yeah. Like <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street is pretty t tame by today's standards. <laughs> Yeah. Any other honorable mentions? I have one from uh, from the the bad dream house, mm -hmm. which is when the house is first trying to um, convince Bart to kill his family. <laughs> you must kill them all. They all must die. Are you my conscience? Uh, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever your conscience hesitates for a second before answering. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not your conscience. Seven times out of ten, it's not your conscience. <laughs> it might be Carl from the last episode. From Simpson oh. and Delilah. <laughs> oh, that wasn't just a sweet voice <laughs> narrating my letter. Uh, if only it was Carl. If only. My mother told me never to kiss a fool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Armstein as the voice of the house would have been a great choice. Too. Oh, that would have been great. They should have kept him for one more episode. Should have. Should have. <laughs> well, I guess that does it for this episode. Thank you guys for joining me. It was a lot. Of, I always love doing these episodes. 
Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. Great time. And for our listeners, thank you for listening to this episode that's only on Patreon. And it's free until this coronavirus is done, which seems like it's never going away. So, never <laughs> yep, this virus has set upon my uh, bust of palace. A pallid, <laughs> a pallid bust of palace. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we'll see you next week. Smell you later. I don't know. Street Fighter had some pretty awesome plot twists. And then you get you get a lot of life advice too. Guile, like telling you how to live your life. Go home, be a family man. Yeah, like there's a lot. It's pretty it's pretty deep. <laughs> you get to dance with Gorbachev if you win with Zangief. That was awesome. <laughs> what the hell was going on in that game? That's that that'd be a good podcast episode. This that's what's gonna be called What the Hell Was Going On in Street Fighter 2. <laughs>